Cinebuds is supported by Associated Bank. Cinebuds, Cinebuds, two buddies talking about cinema. Hello. Oh, hello. <laughs> From 88.9 Radio Milwaukee, I am Justin Barney. From Milwaukee Film, I'm Christopher Pollard. Together, we're Cinebuds, and today we are talking about the movie Bad Luck Banging or Looney Porn. Bad Luck Banging or Looney Porn is a Romanian film, and it's about a teacher who makes an adult film... And then the movie gets uploaded to the internet. And the first part of the movie is her kind of like dealing with it, being uploaded to the internet against her will, yep. trying to deal with that. And there, then there's a middle section that is a vocabulary section that is kind of apart from the movie. It kind of stands on its own and is like an artistic uh, critique of Romania. It shows these images and ideas and it shows how they pertain to Romania and uh, the the region that they're in and then the third part of the movie is that she's a teacher and then she kind of has to deal with the parents of her students and this sex tape brings up all of these conversations it's a little like catalyst for the way that we argue today, for the <laughs> arguments that we have yeah. for what sides people are on and um and that's the movie. Um, Christopher, what did you think of Bad Luck Banging or Looney Porn? This is the kind of movie that I feel like I don't see enough of on a daily basis. Like, <laughs> well, I wouldn't want this on a daily basis. Let me retract. <laughs> but this is the kind of movie that I look for. Uh, that I love I love this kind of movie. Not like I want to see it every day. But this are, these are like these sort of like artistic gems that do something yeah. very different than what we're used to. So it, like you said, it plays like, you know, films have a typical three act structure. This experiments right. with that structure very much in a, in a really interesting way. I thought it was a very impressive movie. Also, I, I don't think I said in the beginning that it's like, it's uh, a comedy yeah, you know, or, you know, kind of at times, you I think that if I, I got done watching this and I was like, if you made like a category <laughs> that is like Cinnabuds movies, yeah, right. like movies that Justin and Christopher just freaking love. Number one, Moonfall. <laughs> Number one is Moonfall. Number two, Bad Luck Banging. Bad Luck Banging or Looney Porn is in the list. If we're making a film festival and we are doing the like the Cinnabuds, uh, you know, the Cinnabuds category, Bad Luck Bang or Looney Porn is in it. This is just so much of like what we both love. Yeah. It is like it's a foreign film from like a country that we're not used to seeing that talks about that country. It talks at times like really big ideas. It gets like really philosophical, really dense at points. And it also gets really dumb at points. Yeah. It just kind of like hits everything. I loved this movie. Yeah, it's impressive. And I will say about Romania, I... <laughs> We've we've shown a couple of Romanian films that I can recall, and I this one won the Golden Bear at the Berlin 
uh, film festival, which is one of the biggest film festivals in the world. And it yep. won the top prize. And the three out of the last nine golden bears given out were to Romanian films, which let's go Romania. I know, which to my mind means I need to check out more of these Romanian films. I'm very interested now in their film scene. We're going to talk more about bad luck banging or loony porn in just a minute. Stick around. Support for Cinebuds comes from your membership and Associated Bank. Proud supporter of Milwaukee Film and offering support year-round through Milwaukee Film Checking. More about Associated Bank's commitment to the Milwaukee community at AssociatedBank.com. Member FDIC. And we're back. Hello. We're talking about bad luck banging or loony porn. Um... Christopher, I want to know more of your thoughts on this. What did <laughs> I feel like I talked more in the intro, so I want to hear your, like, what did you think? What did you yeah. like about this movie? How did you think about it? Well, first I want to set the tone. I, I don't, and tell me if you agree, I don't mm-hmm. think this is a spoilable movie. I agree. It's, I, a, I, I, it's not. It's not a spoilable There's a couple movie. moments I'll, no. I would love to talk about that I might skip, but just because the surprise because, of it was fun. But, but I think that's interesting because I, I think – I think it's interesting to talk about why it's not a spoilable movie yeah. because I think that's like the brilliance of it is that it is uh, like, it's a social critique, yeah. you know, and it's, it's an, it's a movie that is more about ideas and thoughts than it is about like what happens, the plot, in the plot, right, exactly. which I think is like a reason why we both like yeah. it. Yeah. Okay, good. So we both watched what is the censored version of it. And it's interesting because the film, I mean, I'm sure there was only certain ways to get it on big platforms like Hulu. And that was to censor some of the scenes. So the filmmakers censored it themselves. There's an uncensored version where you see very graphic sex and I'll just, we'll just, Oh, I actually did not know that there is an uncensored version. Yeah, there is an uncensored version. I will say that I bet I like the censored version better because they did the most, they did the most uh, true to the movie censoring they could have done. Yeah, they did. So essentially, you know, the film is about a sex tape the man and the woman make together privately, I know, which you can do. And then, (laughs) um, so you see that that's the very first thing you see is them starting this up. But then um, this very colorful frame covers 95% of the screen. You can see the, the edge of the frame a little bit and you, but you can hear everything. But what yep. they put up is the words "censor" equal "censored" equals money, and, <laughs> and then a bunch of quotes about sex and censorship, uh, and kind of what's going on. And they tell you what's going on in a very cartoony, fun way yeah. behind the censor screen, which is very mm. funny. It, it makes a comment. It's also funny, but then you also know what's going on. I thought it was a really impressive way to set that off. If you have to censor it. I did too. And so it starts that way because the kind of like this, this movie touches on many aspects of like Romanian culture and Romanian politics and Romanian social, um, whatever, but also like, which is, which is unique. Like some of it is unique to Romania, but a lot of it is, uh, you know, stretches across borders is universal. Kind of like the biggest argument that this is making is the like portrayal of sex on the screen versus violence on the screen and how um, violence is 
always okay. I know. And no one really has any issue with the most graphic violence, but even the even the smallest amount of of nudity or sexuality is uh is censored. And that's kind of like the big argument in this movie that you know that it starts off with and that it makes. But throughout the movie, it makes a bunch of like really really incredible arguments which I think is really couched and centerpieced in the second half of this movie, yeah. which is, uh, what do they call it? Like a vocabulary lesson? Yeah, I believe so. Something like that. And it took me a while to realize they were doing it alphabetically because I was just looking at the subtitles and I realized the Romanian <laughs> words were in fact <laughs> right. alphabetical. But I do love that they had, you know, c- uh, cities and violence. They had just a subject and then they kind of show you clips or or things that encapsulate that subject in their country some of them were funny some of them were disturbing and many of them were very very i mean if not all of them were very true to their country for instance they did a social distancing one you see a traditional dance but everyone's got a six foot pole that they're holding on to to keep keep away from each other so that was kind of funny but then you also have these historic this history their connection to the nazis um and and how it's still in you know pervades their society a lot today so it's a real good mix and it was very it's it is like a good tutorial about romania today absolutely i was uh, at part of it i was like this i think that it's directed towards of course romanians but it is directed at an at an outward audience too yeah. because it gives so much of romanian history and context that we need as as outsiders and i thought it did a, like a really great job of that also i thought it like didn't it incorporate like COVID-19 in a way that I haven't really seen an, another movie do that? Yeah, it was interesting. I thought that was really good. They, at the beginning, when I saw the trailer, everyone has masks on the entire time in the trailer. And it it is for the most part in the movie as well, uh, but it was less so in the movie. But it's just they incorporate masks in a way that makes it seem almost fantastical almost seems like costumes in parts, especially towards the end when you have the parent teacher conference and everyone's mask can either sort of represents or misrepresents them uh, a little bit. And it was just, it was so pervasive that it seemed strange to watch it that way in a movie, which I don't think I've seen. Yeah. The last part is this like parent teacher conference where they are, they just like have a big discussion about, what they should do with this sex tape and what they should do with this teacher. The and teacher. and she is there and they're like, should we, you know, should we fire her or should, should she continue teaching? And, and that part was such a great and honest look at how we argue as a society. There's well, like, did it get you, did it just make you angry watching it? Like, I had such a rush of blood listening Did you to really? these people. Oh my gosh. Listening to these people say so many irrational things and be so horrendous to each other. I think I was too busy being impressed. <laughs> <laughs> you were watching the movie. I was pretending I <laughs> was there. living it. Yeah. Because it was like the internet in real life, which I thought was brilliant. It's, yeah. And one of the things that, you know, I think that we love as people that love watching movies is I love watching a movie from a different time. And you see, because it is of the time and it shows what these people thought, it shows the ideas, kind of like the zeitgeist of the era and how people talk to each other and what ideas were, you know, 
were happening or were prevalent at the time or were top of mind at the time. And I, I was like, after watching this, I was like, if you watch this movie 20 years from now, 30 years from now, 40 years from now, it is going to be an exact perfect look at the ideas that we were having at the time, at the arguments that we were having at the time of who believed what and why they believed what they believe and what yeah. the arguments would be. I was like, it's such a great time capsule of not just Romania, but like of, of yeah. like the world and how we argue and the things that we think of. And then you will you will see when the movie came out and you will hear what some of the people are saying and you will for a minute question whether or not those ideas were from 50 to 100 years ago because, <laughs> because some of them are so uh, enragingly but that is that, But that is what yeah. people think. That, right. and those are still – those are arguments that people make. Exactly. Then when you realize when the film was made, you'll go, oh, that's right. That, did, that idea did not die for a long time. Right. Hopefully – You'll be watching from a time in the future where that idea is gone. I couldn't tell you how angry I was, which is why. And again, I'm not going to, I don't want to talk too much about the end of the film, but I did love the ending. Yeah, me too. Uh, very much. It was very creative. It was uh, poignant and also then wacky and hilarious. Uh, like there was a lot of things the ending did incredibly well, which some people may not like. That's the thing I, we should mention. This is a very experimental type of film. Even though there is a clear storyline, there it's just it's there's a lot of moments in it that are dealt with in a very unusual way. There's even a moment when they're just walking through a crowd. There's a lot of at the beginning, a lot of walking scenes day to day. You just see mm -hmm. the city. You can see a lot of examples of consumerism. One of my favorite images is this really short man getting out of a very big truck. And he struggles to get out, but there's people who talk right at the camera just randomly for a second. And you're like, was that an accident? It's very interesting. Yeah, there's that the beginning of the film is very ambient. Like the first part is um the like part one is just her walking around the city. And my favorite part of that was like, you know that you're it's the movie's a little different because there are these these moments where she's like walking and the camera will stop and it will kind of curiously pan. And it will like pan like like an eye would pan, where it like kind of catches something and then it moves on a little bit yeah. and then it moves moves on and then it comes back to what's going on. And I was like, I just loved that kind of like curious eye of the camera that like showed you like this city in Romania where they are. I I, I loved so much about this movie. I was just gonna say, I think this is a film that if you are interested in seeing something different, if you have a little you know, cinematic, cinematic courage. I think this is a great film to check out. It's a challenging film. It's an odd film, but it's smart. And it's also very funny in parts. And I think it's something that will really, it's one of those movies that I love it when people see, and they may discover that they like something unusual. Totally. And so, I mean, definitely give it a try is what I would say. I would too. Yeah. And occasionally on this pod, we'll do like, uh, if you liked this, I think you'll also like this. Yeah. And I think that there are like a couple of like Eastern European satirical movies that I think go hand in hand with this. Uh, I think the mo the one that I mainly think of is the movie Daisies. Oh, yeah. You yeah, yeah. 
I, I watched this and I was like, so Daisies is a Czechoslovakian movie made in 1966. It's like a surreal comedy drama like this is that is a critique of Czechoslovakia in the mid 60s. Much like I think that this is a critique of Romania in the 2020s. And I, I, I watched it and I was like, oh, I, I love the movie Daisies. And I think that this is just like it is, you know, of the a branch of that tree, you know? And so I yeah. think if you like this, watch Daisies, or if you like Daisies, watch this. Absolutely. There's a film that we showed as a member screening, and I love to say that this is the one of the most hated films that we ever showed. <laughs> it was a Romanian <laughs> film called Aferum. And Aferum is also, it's a black and white period. It is it was originally listed as a comedy. It is currently listed as a drama. There, <laughs> comedy in the sense that some absurd things happen, but it's a film that really deals with their history set in the 19th century. It's full of twists and turns um, and some really messed up stuff happens in that. It's. I think this is like the, it, this is the period piece version, sort of. It's not mm-hmm. as absurd as um, Bad Luck Banging, but it is definitely uh, about Romania and told in a very interesting fashion. Again, a lot of our members hated this film, but I, the ones I that, a good thing. yeah, the ones that liked it like saw something in it, and I, I mean, I get it. Like it's a divisive kind of film. Also, want to shout mm-hmm. out a, a documentary called "This Film Is Not Yet Rated," which is all about the rating system in America, which does touch on the idea we talked about at the top of the show, which was sure. violence on screen, which gets a pass far more than sexuality. And that yes. is also an infuriating film to watch, which it should be. Totally. Um, I think that's it for Bad Luck Banging or Looney Porn. Absolutely. A fantastic movie that everyone should see. Yeah, you can find it currently on Hulu, and I believe you might be able to find it on Amazon. Totally. Um, thank you for suggesting that one. Oh, yeah. I, that was one I like had heard about, and when you texted, I was like, yes, "That was a good opportunity that's to watch the it." One. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Like, I didn't even know it was on Hulu. Yeah, so yeah. thank you. All right, Christopher, are you ready to do our favorite uh, segment? Born ready. All right, time for our favorite segment, Christopher. What else have you been watching? I have watched a whole bunch of stuff lately, but the oh yeah, the film festival is coming well, up. That's true. A little yeah. little thing called the Milwaukee Film Festival. I'm sure yes, you've been busy watching. Lots of that. wonderful films you can check out starting April 21st through May 5th. Yes. Um, <laughs> but I can't talk about a lot of those. So what I'm going to talk right. about right now is a film called. Kurt Vonnegut Unstuck in Time. Oh, Kurt Vonnegut Unstuck in Time documentary on Hulu, right? Um, I believe it. I think I saw it, it on Amazon. It's not Hulu. Is I, it? Okay, good. Oh, okay. But it, I know it's there because it like when I open up Hulu, it's like oh, sitting there looking at me perfect. being like, hello, Justin, you uh, you know, you have a Kurt Vonnegut belt buckle and have read every book. You should probably, probably watch, watch me. Um, yeah, same. I feel, except for the belt buckle. Uh, I do need that. <laughs> I, need, I need it, though. It is. I got it at the Kurt Vonnegut Memorial Library in Indiana. They like had all, they like all the Kurt Vonnegut books and then they just had a random 
belt buckle because his like parents his like grandparents were like steel workers and i was like yes I, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, i'm getting that i went on t public right after watching it and got a bunch of kurt vonnegut related stickers and <laughs> i was like i was so into it the movie is okay so yeah. so i've been i've been like I, I keep on looking at it i'm like you know these things go one way or another yeah. i'm like this could be this could be like the thing that i want or it could like ruin the mystique of kurt vonnegut for me you know what, what uh, that is always an understanding thing because you're right. because documentaries if they're good they're gonna show you the good and the bad so right. like i watched the charlie chaplin doc recently where it's like and i knew this already but you know he wasn't a great man he wasn't a nice man uh sure but he was a genius and you love his work but maybe you don't love what he did sure this is not i mean he's this kurt vonnegut is no charlie chaplin uh as far as right. as far as the bad bad side but you know that he did have a you know, a bad relationship with his family. He did abandon them at some point. I mean, they're adults at that point, but still, I mean, there's definitely, you see the, the that is like so surprising because he is so about family. Yeah. That's like his number one, like community family. Well, and like, you see, you see him, you see the journey. I mean, it goes, it goes in waves and he comes back to it. You know, I don't want to talk too much about it, but yeah, definitely there's a strength there and he does some wonderful things and he does some not so great things. But the the film is interesting because the uh, Robert Weed, who's the director, he, it's a lot about him and his relationship that that grew with Kurt Vonnegut throughout his whole life. Now, at first I was annoyed because I'm like, I don't want this movie to be about you. I don't care about you. I care about Kurt Vonnegut and I don't love it when documentarians put themselves so prominently in their own work. I don't mind it. I sometimes I sometimes I think it really works. You know, sometimes I it's if you're telling a story and you're telling like the story, it's so hard to tell that story without being like, you know, I am a biased, I'm a human being. And so sometimes I feel like putting yourself in that or when a, a filmmaker does that, I'm like, I understand that. I understand being like, I am a part of this story too that I can't ignore and don't want to pretend like I'm not. So so yeah. I, I'm I'm forgiving. If it's that. appropriate, I get it. And that's happened a few times. But I've also, mm. I've seen more examples where I'm like, this is just hubris. This is just, there's no reason for you to be in it. However- after a while, I'd realized that the friendship between them, you see quickly, is very real and it is important to the story. And so I, okay. so I, it's something I grew to really enjoy. But overall, the best part is obviously just Kurt Vonnegut, like yeah. listening to him talk and he laughs so much. And uh, you know, there's, you hear about his life, you know, there's joy. pain in that man that he can't express for whatever reason, whether it's trauma or just his personality. But you see him laugh and you see him talk. You see him laugh about really dark stuff. Um, and then you just hear about his whole journey, how he, how his books developed an audience eventually, how he struggled and everything. The thing that um, – so I love his books. And I think we talked about him recently on the show. And I, I, I realized that Kurt Vonnegut is, is probably one of the authors that really developed my love for reading more than maybe anyone else. Oh, definitely. Yeah. He's so direct. It's so straightforward. It's so like he's just talking right to you. And he's very funny, uh, but he's oh, talking he's about funny. really dark things when he's being very funny. And right, and- or or also really, what do you, what do you always say? He says like a uh, something a pill wrapped in. I don't know. This is something <laughs> like a sweet pill wrapped in, in right, a yeah. bitter casing or yeah. something like that. Uh, a spoonful of sugar helps medicine go down. <laughs> that like kind that. of thing. Mm. 
but and his books are are more complicated than they seem. And uh, I remember they talked to John Irving in it, who's another author I liked his early books. Mm-hmm. And um, he talks about people will give him a hard time for being easy to read. And they said, right. do you know how hard it is to be easy to read? Right. right. Like, the easier to read yes. and still be good and still be complex is the yes. one of the hardest things to write. Totally. So I, I loved it. It's really cool portrait of him and his friendship with this filmmaker in it. And I immediately like, oh, I need to reread everything. That's good. Yeah. That's that's because it's sitting there and I'm like, should I or should I not? Yeah, definitely. Um, but now I want to. Now, what have you been watching, Justin Marty? You know what I watched? I watched Death on the Nile. I did too. Oh, you did. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so our very, our very first podcast. Our lost episode. Our lost episode. Uh, Oh, it was the lost episode. Okay, it was the pilot. We did it like to see if we could, if we were able to talk or not. Yeah. Um, was Murder on the Orient Express. And so Death on the Nile is the sequel. Are we calling it? Is it a sequel? Yeah, or I think it's probably the just, next in the yeah. Perot movies. Yeah. Sure, whatever. Um, and I watched it at home. Mm-hmm. And I got to say... I think that that's the ideal location for this movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because I, for like Murder on the Orient Express, I didn't love. Right. Um, and I, I it, you know, it to me, that's, it, and then I watched, I watched Death on the Nile and I liked it a lot more than Murder, uh, Murder on the Orient Express because I think I was just like in the headspace of being like, this is like an afternoon soap, you know? Like, yeah. this is... This is, there's going to be a murder. It's going to happen. It's going to get resolved. It's not going to be who you expect. Uh, So you kind of know the beginning, the middle, and the end of the movie going in. And I think that I was just like more in a headspace to be like, I'm going to be scrolling while I'm watching this. I'm going to be like half in, half out. And I think I enjoyed it a lot more just like kind of like buying into the idea of what it was. Yeah. And I, I, and I ended up liking it a lot, I think because of yeah, that. Yeah. I was surprised too. That I was like, I'll just put it on. I'll watch it. Cause I didn't love the first one. It was fine, but it was most Same. kind of boring. This one I thought was better. I thought that he had a little more depth to his character in this one because of the first one. So it served its purpose. Uh, but and then the the who done I think I think there was a like honestly I think there's a little too much of his character. Really? I actually I thought it, like when they go into like kind of like his like personality and stuff like that, I was like, oh, that's why they normally don't do this for these movies. Yeah, they gave a little you know? bit of a background and I thought that I did I did <laughs> I, think the thought- silly thing about his mustache and why he has his mustache. I didn't really love that or need that. But I was like, make the like it's it's better when the guy solving the mysteries is a little more mysterious. I did know? like the connection to his wife. I thought that I thought that informed some fun, interesting stuff in the movie. But like, didn't like that. But uh, I, I did like that there was more. He had more humor in the first one, and this one he had moments, but not as much. However. I will say that I do think that this movie would be good on the big screen because the good thing he did about the first movie and he does again in this is these beautiful shots of this big. Like, oh, it's gorgeous. It the train in the first one and this one is the boat. Yeah. And then you have, the boat, yeah. I believe it's Egypt. Yeah. They're in Egypt and these beautiful backgrounds and sets. It's definitely, it's a beautiful movie. Yeah. I was like, it's definitely like high budget. I was like, wow. They were like, this stuff like really looks good. I will, I will 
I watched the BAFTAs. They were online and uh, the British Oscars essentially. And Mm -hmm. somebody made a joke about Kenneth Branagh. They're like, Oh, Kenneth Branagh is a brave director. He's the only one willing to work with army hammer right now, (laughs) which I thought, and he looked, he smiled, but was a little uncomfortable at that. I honestly, uh, I really don't like Kenneth Branagh now. <laughs> oh, you know what's funny, though? Even in this, doing that French accent, yeah. I was just like, ugh, and just like so over I it. will say, he had such a good run in like the 90s and early 2000s. When he was, he was playing like, like stately yeah, man. Shakespeare, stick to Shakespeare, man. Yeah. I do, I did like this movie, and I will say this now, this is going to be an upset. I, I watched the BAFTAs and he won for Belfast for best British film, which is separate from best film. But when he got up and talked, I was he like, I'm from Ireland. We're not from England. No, he did not. His speech was actually very sweet and it made me feel a little bad. I mean, I still don't like Belfast. Don't, don't get me wrong, but it made me feel a little bad about how much I crapped on Belfast for the last year. But nah, I don't like the film, but I thought it was his acceptance speech was very sweet and it made a lot more sense. Um, but yeah, no, nah, I have a soft spot for him. I hope he does some better, some stuff. I, I hope he gets back to his strong suits. That's what we'll say that. Sure. Well, I'm glad we both watched it. Yeah, I know. Uh, Milwaukee Film Fest coming up. What are those dates? Uh, they're coming up April 21st through May 5th. A lot of great films, but there's also particular uh, April 28th is a very particular thing you can do at the festival. Oh, is there what's going on April 28th? Well, you and I, we do a podcast called Cinebuds. And I've heard of it. We are presenting the 40th anniversary of John Carpenter's The Thing on oh! 35 millimeter. So we'll be showing that film, and then you and I are going to go up on stage and do our podcast right afterwards. We're doing the live pod with the movie The Thing, April 28th. Please be there. I want to see you in the seats. We want a packed house. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun on the in the beautiful main house of the Oriental Theater, April 28th, Cinebuds Live. and uh, but uh, But please see other films. Please see other films. But mainly we, that one. It's likely that um, you'll be listening to this when the program is out. Um, we can't talk about it right now, though, because it come, this podcast comes out the day before the embargo. Yeah. So um, we can't talk about those right now. But next week, we're going to do a big uh, a big uh, Milwaukee Film Festival preview. So Absolutely. Yeah, and we'll have a special guest. Special guest. Yeah. Nice, nice. All right, this is Cinebuds. Um, uh, I'm trying to, I'm struggling to remember the first <laughs> part of the movie. Or Looney Porn. Uh, bad luck banging or Looney Porn. Um, I, our editor is DJ Kenny Perez. Hooray! Our theme song is by Milwaukee musician Brett Newski. A lot of people call him the Newski, I heard. Um, we also get support from Associated Bang. Thank you. And we get support from our members from 88.9 Radio Milwaukee and Milwaukee Film. Thank you. And there's one more man that I would like to thank. Kurt Vonnegut. And it's Kurt Vonnegut. Kurt Vonnegut. Thank you, Kurt Vonnegut. And Christopher Pollard. (gasps) Surprise twist. Thanks for being here every week. Oh, I am happy to do it mostly. All right. (laughs) Bye.